Welcome to RSG Boxing Moment with Darnell and Devon. Before I hand it over to Darnell to, you know, you know, well, I say the up and coming guy in terms of boxing um, and also in RSG, we got the young and taking over. Before I hand it over, I just want to remind everybody that you can catch us at realsportsguys.com. We launched a new uh, website um, page where we have a couple postings. Uh, we got uh, Sekou's, um Hip Hop in Review, which is great. If you haven't checked it out, you got to check it out. Not only the, the podcast that he and Marcus did, but actually see um, the, the blog that he put together um, uh, kind of detailing um, hip hop in 2018 with a framework of, with a sports framework. Um, and then you also catch us, uh, Real Sports Guys, on all social media platforms um, and, uh, and Apple Podcasts. If you don't have Apple products, you can catch us on Blog Talk Radio and follow us there uh, at Real Sports Guys. And a lot of times we'll also be, we have a YouTube channel so you can see the video content. Um, but we also produce the audio content uh, on uh, the blog um, uh, podcast that will lead up to iTunes and other stuff. So we just want you to stay connected with us. Um, and please, uh, if you have a chance to rate, please hit us with that five. We appreciate it. You know, we just come from the underground. And as I said before, uh, February 7th, um, the One Mic podcast will be testing out something new that we're going to hit you with. You know, I always got a wrinkle every year. And so keep your eye out on you know, the next generation, what we're doing on RSG. Without further ado, I'm going to hand it over to, to the youngin, uh, to, our, to our, our lead man in the boxing arena, you know, the, our man, Darnell Kirkland, Jr. Okay, we're going um, to get started with the um, Matty Pacquiao and Adrian Broner fight. So I know you saw it. We saw it. We were communicating together during the fight. And um, where Matty Pacquiao, he, um, he cruised to a – Unanimous decision victory, very very easily it seemed like. Um, what were your thoughts about the fight? Well, if we go back, you know, you and I, um, in terms of our pre-fight conversation, um, I said there were some things that Broner needed to do. Um, he couldn't take any rounds off. Um, he had to go to the bank early, body early. He had to take Manny to the, to, to the deep water, you know, really press his age. Um, you know, he had to really be the boss in the ring. And the irony of it is the person who did all that was Pacquiao. Pacquiao did all the stuff that I said Broner would do. It, you know, you and I were texting back and forth. And it was just, it's just obvious um, that it's not that Broner can't do it. It's that he's decided that um, he has not committed himself to being great. He's committed himself to talking great, but he hasn't committed himself to being great. Manny was spectacular. Um, Manny was committed. Manny demonstrated, you know, that he still at the age of 40 has hand speed. He was busy. Um, and, you know, great boxers, there's a different level. So, so to me, and you and I talked a little bit about this when we will talk about the fight week um, that's coming up, that you and I, the difference between a very good fighter where Broner is right now and somebody who is great is their ability to transition from offense to defense seamlessly. And I think one of the most poignant lines in the telecast, um, and I forget who said it, was that um, Broner is either on offense or defense. Great fighters like Manny, Floyd, Canelo, all these great fighters you watch, you know, Terrence Crawford, they transition from offense to defense. They react to situations, and they're never 
you can never say they're being defensive or offensive. They are transitioning and reacting to the moment. And that is something that Broner has failed to do. That is like the step that he did not make in the way that, um, you know, we'll probably mention in, in this fight that's coming up uh, that we'll talk a little bit about, that that ability to transition is something that uh, Broner is not able to do. And, you know, you've got to ask this question. The crazy thing about it is at 40, Manny looked like he could fight more. And at 29 or so, Broner looked shot. Like, like he's 29. He's not, this guy's won championships at four different levels. And it's hard to imagine in this day and age when we have guys who are still making it happen in the 30s that it feels like he's not going to turn that corner. Well, one thing that I took away from it is um, in this boxing game, there's levels. And uh, yep. Matty Pacquiao, um, you, can, um, you can relate it to like a guy like Vince Carter. He, uh, remember when I told you about his, um, his athleticism is what, what um, brings him through most of the time. Yes. And when you're coming from such a high level, when you drop, you, when you drop, when you drop, your high level is still higher than some other people's uh, prime because Adrian Broner, he's still in, he still should be in his athletic prime, but he's, Adrian Broner is a part-time boxer. Um, <laughs> That's what you said. In this offseason, I don't think Adrian Broner really trains. Like, he's not one of those guys that stays in the gym, keeps on working on his craft. He's not like a Mikey Garcia. He's not like a Floyd Mayweather. He's not like the like the Devin Haney, Shakur Stevenson, guy like that. He's not like uh, Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua stays in the gym. You got to respect that. Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence, the, the, the top guys, they work on the craft all the time. Adrian Broner, you saw you saw the you saw him at the um, introductory press conference when the fight was um, announced. He looked like he hasn't been in the gym in a while. He was just like he just hangs out. Hangs out with all the rappers, and he's a celebrity. He's a celebrity boxer. So <laughs> that was, a, I think, that was the big difference in the fight. And as for as for Manny Pacquiao, I think he looked relative, relatively good. Like he looked good compared to Adrian Broner, but I don't think he looks good. He looked good in a general sense because he was faster. And he was he was more busy than Adrian Broner. But I could definitely see a decline in Manny Pacquiao. Like if Manny Pacquiao was fighting the the um, elite guys today. In the welterweight division, I don't think um, he's making it out because if he if he fights Terrence Crawford, he gets embarrassed. If he fights Earl Spence, he gets retired. If he fights um, Keith Thurman, he's done. So pretty much, he he knows he's not fighting Sean Porter. So these guys aren't like um, he should stay at that level. He he uh, ne the next fight for him should be possibly like a, a Danny Garcia maybe or um, people on that like. Level because Danny Garcia, he's he's a big name where he could sell, but um, Danny Garcia also has um, the same similar problems of like he's not gonna let his hands go, kind of like Adrian Broder, but he's just a higher level. But um, he could possibly win that fight. So, I mean, um, so you were saying about uh, Danny Garcia, that level of fighter that he should be fighting at, yeah. Uh, and I, I think I think you're right on, and this is gonna be the, the hard part about it. And you, I think you can respect this. Is that, uh, you know, like the line of Rocky, you know, uh, you know when, you know, uh, Apollo Creed, and then when Apollo dies, and then Rocky's going to fight Drago, and his his wife is like, you can't win, and he remembers. He says, but I'm a fighter, right? And and at the end of the day, even though they talk about Manny being a um, a senator and possibly a president, 
at the end of the day, he's a fighter. When you, when Manny talks about, he can remember when he was hungry, right? Mm -hmm. That's why he's fighting well at 40. Like he remembers sleeping in the streets with newspaper on, yeah. you know, Broner, Broner had that same lifestyle, but it almost like Broner don't remember that because if he did, he would stay hungry. I think, I think uh, that's what keeps Floyd going. I mean, people think, you know, uh, Floyd is all about the flash, but Floyd is always training. And part of it is that inner fear of it can all be taken away. And I, it doesn't feel like Broner has that, but I think Manny, the reason why I think he might push for a Thurman or he, he might push below that level in a, in a level that his wife is like, this is his last fight. But Manny ain't never said that. And yeah. it's almost like he entered a new career, um, a new, like found a fountain of youth. You know, I think you're right about the level he should be boxing, but I got a feeling that he's going to try to go to that next level. I got a feeling that he's going to try himself with one of them top guys because he thinks he can outsmart. But this is a, but um, you got to realize Rocky was a movie. This is real life. Um, we saw we saw Julio Cesar Chavez get retired by um, Oscar De La Hoya and Costa Zhu. and we've seen um, um, we've seen Ray Leonard end his career bad. We've seen Ali get retired. We've seen all the greats um, fight way too long. They fight somebody that they shouldn't be fighting. You know why? <laughs> yeah, because they're always the last to know. Yeah. They you, all you, you, you they, always the last to know when it's too late. They, they, you know when they find out? They find out about that third round when they're saying they're looking outside like I should have listened to y'all. You know what I'm saying? They all get that look where you know they're all in the corner and they always look outside the ropes. You know, they always look like like they look who you what are they looking for? They can't come help you now. They always look outside the ropes and they realize it's like that moment when uh that moment when Apollo looked at his wife right. after he told him don't stop it. But he looked at her. And he knew it was in. There's a moment when you know you just going to fall on your sword, and that might be Manny. We'll find out. We will find out who, because he said he what he said he wants to fight. Uh, you know, one of these guys. He's kind of putting himself out there, and you know, I with you, man. These guys are straight killers. <laughs> At this point, I don't think he beats Mikey. Oh no, Mikey's great. I mean, Mikey's gonna be a Mikey gonna hold his own in this next fight. He might go to sleep, but he gonna hold his own. <laughs> oh man. We might right, have to wake him up, but he yeah. going to hold him But speaking of Keith Thurman, we have a, a fight coming up this week um, with um, Keith Thurman and Jose, and Jose Cito Lopez. Both of these guys have been very inactive in the in the past, but this will be the return of one time. And, um, yeah, what what do you think about this uh, matchup coming forward and um, the return of um, Keith one-time Thurman? Well, the one thing we can say about one time is he's a hell, he's an orator. Like you already know, he's gonna make a lot of money when boxing is over. He's gonna be covering all the fights. You know, they're gonna be people are gonna be fighting for him to be that boxing analyst because he is that. I say, I'm, I, no, I was I was saying we need a uh, we're gonna need a uh, Keith Thurman Andre Ward show coming up after Keith retires. Definitely, I mean, <laughs> I mean, two great minds, and so it's good to just have his voice back in the game. This is a tricky one because, you know, everybody wants to pay, pay uh, Lopez as his journey fighter, but this is a guy that, you know, they don't call him the, the Riverside Rocky for nothing. You know, he's got a great training camp. He's coming. Now, the one thing I, I, I um, uh, am a little nervous is that he's not going to have, um, uh, you know, he's not going to have Garcia um, in his corner. 
that for the fight, from what I understand, they have somebody else doing, which I don't think is a big deal. But you know, when you at this level of fight, it's good to have the top dog trainer in the corner with you, giving you instructions in a in a fight like this. But this is a guy you can't sleep on. We know that one th- time has been caught early rounds. You know what makes him so exciting? He's not afraid to fight, but he's been knocked down on some early rounds. If Lopez has a chance, it's going to be early. As Thurman catches his his um, his rhythm. And one thing about Thurman is that even though he's a devastating puncher with both hands, he's going to break you down. Um, and so I think it's a great fight to, uh, for him to come back. I don't think, I don't see this as a tune-up. I think he needs to be on his alert game because this ain't no cat that's just coming and trying to be, you know, the, the coronation for his comeback. This is a guy who's coming to try to get at him. and going to be in his chest the whole night, which I think is tailor-made. You know, like, like, like Mr. T said, he's tailor-made for me. And he gonna get hurt. <laughs> you know, he's tailor made for Thurman, and, and Thurman's power can go off, but he can't take him lightly. Yeah, I believe. Um, I believe Keith is gonna make a, a statement in this fight. I believe it's gonna be a statement fight for Keith Thurman. I know he's hearing the noise. There's been a lot of talk lately that he's ducking, and um, even Earl Spence said a couple, a few months ago, he said, um, "As long as long as I'm at 147, Keith Thurman's gonna be injured." So, <laughs> so everybody, everybody knows Keith Thurman has been, um, you know, um, trying to marinate the fight. So it's been like a, um, we don't know necessarily if he, if the injuries are legit or not because he would say one time he would say one time he would be like, um, all right, I hurt my hand, and a couple weeks later he'd be like, I got a shoulder injury. You said he fighting one time every two years. Yeah, him, that's why they call him one time because he's fighting one time a year. And um, sometimes they call him sometimes Thurman now. Sometimes. One thing I uh, one thing I heard, um, I think um, Earl called. I think Earl called him once upon a time. Thurman. <laughs> <What's>, <laughs> oh. Uh, and the thing about it is, this guy has incredible skills. Yeah. But you, you're right. He he thinks he's outsmarting the system and his plan. To his disadvantage, because at some point you got to pull the trigger and you got to get in there and fight them elite fights. Yeah. And you know, the one time he gets in there with Sean Porter, Sean's in his chest and going out, and he fought well against Sean. He did his thing. That's a tough. Sean Porter's a tough fight for anybody, you know. Um, and, but then he's gonna take a shot at Sean, like you know, how can Sean be the champ when he didn't, you know, he, he you know he didn't beat me or whatever. But he ain't saying that to Earl. He ain't saying that like he's very. He's very Embiid with his challenges. You know, Embiid early on would only challenge certain cats when he's on the road, but he, he would stay away from them, certain dogs, you yeah. know. So he's very selective with his challenges, and that's, that gives you – he ain't really trying to find – I love Earl thing. He's going to be hurt as long as I'm in 147. And, you know, it, it's – it's it, when you think about, you know, the cats who are there, um, you know, he's going to have to – this is his time. He's going to have to make a run over these next three years to solidify what he thinks he wants to be. Like he's done all this setup over these next three years, he should be doing pay-per-view stadium fights. You but know, he, Earl Spence Thurman fight would be, that's a that's a Texas stadium thing. That's 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 fill up the stadium, let's make the money. Right. But don't don't get me wrong, I I still believe Keith Thurman Keith Thurman can give all these guys problems in the ring. Yeah. And when he gets in the ring, it's just um his um, psychological, where is he? Where is he at? Like um, yes. mentally during these fights. But um, um, 
it might actually because Keith Thurman's is a real smart guy, so yeah. it might be um kind of genius because he, if you think about it, he he really ducked Earl Spence into being a pay per view star. Yes. <laughs> like yes. he, him avoiding um Earl Spence and that whole saga over the last three or well, really like five years because. Yeah. Um, you remember after Earl Spence fought Pacquiao, I'm not Earl Spence, after Mayweather fought Pacquiao, um, Keith Thurman wanted to fight Floyd Mayweather. And Floyd Mayweather was like, you know, Floyd Mayweather did. At that point in his career, he didn't want to fight anybody. Yeah. He, was, he was saying, um, he was saying um, well, if you beat Earl Spence, you can fight me. <laughs> <laughs> that, this was back in 2015, 2016, before people really knew about Earl Spence. They knew he was in the Olympics, but he wasn't like the, he wasn't the guy. But yeah. he didn't. He didn't want to fight him then. But then, um, he that kind of um the aura of um oh maybe Earl Spencer is really the guy that nobody wants to fight. Yeah. That really, um, th- um that really rose his stock. Yeah. And now he he's found himself in a pay per view fight with uh, Mikey Garcia. And mm-hmm. then maybe his next fight, maybe that one's on the pay per view as well. Like if he fights Terrence Crawford, that could be pay per view. And then if he fights Thurman, that could be pay-per-view as well. So he kind of ducked him into being a pay-per-view yeah. star. And, and, and I think this gets set up like, I mean, some real uh, interesting matches, you know, over the next two or three years for people who just love boxing, you know. So I'm, I'm excited about that. I don't think either one of us are probably p- predicting Thurman to lose. I mean, I think it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we are we are pretty much uh, on the Thurman train for this one. You just with a slight Rockies chance. Yeah, Josecito Lopez. He's um he's one of those guys that he's tough enough to um give you a fight and give you a run. But he's a guy that he's one of those um he's one of the journeyman guys you're talking about. He's mm-hmm. um the step he's a step up fighter. He's somebody that he's going to give you a run, but in at the end of the day, you can still beat him. And that's what Thurman needs at this time. And um, after this one, he could probably rematch uh, rematch um, Sean, Sean Porter, and then get back into it. But, hey. Right. You want to talk about um, Tank or – oh, no, yeah. Marcus Brown. We had yes. the coming out party of Marcus Brown during that um, pay-per-view. Um, we saw, I predicted earlier that um, in the Marcus Brown uh, versus uh, Badu Jack fight that um, Marcus Brown went a lot of the early rounds and then um, um, and then Badu would try, try to figure it out later on to try to um, make it a close fight and possibly make it a draw. So I, I saw that fifth round and I was like, my prediction's coming true. Yep. Nope. <laughs> he won about every round except for that fifth round. It was it was crazy. Marcus Brown might be a problem. Yeah, he, he's. Uh, I mean, when you. I mean, I saw him fight, but I didn't really pay attention. But when you broke him down, I was like, as I was watching, I'm like, man, Darnell's right about this. And then he just kept going and going and going. <laughs> and it's that moment when you start realizing, um, you know, what it's going to take to be great. And it's that moment when Badu realized, I can't turn this back on. It was like. I mean, he was just taking the wind out of him. He was, you know, doing other people. I said respect to him, but he didn't quit though, because he his head was cut open like um, yes. he he had yeah, he it was something out of a horror movie. 
Yeah, I mean, Badu's cut down the middle of his head. That was crazy. And then he, when he hit him and then broke it all the way open, um, you know, obviously he was struggling with that all the way throughout the fight, but it was clear that Brown was the superior boxer. So it's going to be interesting where he plays out um, in this in this whole whole game. Like, how do you see his next trajectory? For Marcus Brown? Yeah, where do you think he should go? He's probably going to end up fighting um, Vlavzik, the Ukrainian. He um, – if you remember um, in the Deontay Wilder versus um, Tyson Fury, the, the same day, um, Adonis Stevenson fought um, um, Alexander Vlasic, and hope, yeah. uh, hopefully um, Adonis Stevenson recovers and um, can yeah. um, come back to health, and hopefully he is retired and he will not mm-hmm. fight again. But, um, some prayers out there. Yeah, but, um, ho- but what happened was um, he took his title in a um, – it was a good fight while it lasted, and, but uh, um, Vazdik proved to be the better man that night. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, well, that fight was for the mandatory to his belt, I think. Yeah. So I think he has the next shot at um, Vazdik, and that's going to be a very interesting fight. I don't know who's going to win that yet. I'm going to have to look more into it, but I think that's his next move. And for um, Badu Jack, I don't know where he goes. He's getting a little. He's getting a little older. I don't know if he wants to continue fighting or not, or he's gonna just like get like a tune up and get yeah. his way back and get his way back into things. But um, but for sure, he he's got to take a layoff. If if anything, Bottle Jack has to take a layoff. Yeah, he's got to get healthy and and um, yeah, because you're looking at you're looking at Alvarez. Who they they look at the top in that division, um, uh, and then you got uh, was it Bival? Yeah, Bival. Um, Dimitri. Dimitri. Bivol. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, those are people that they have, including what we just talked about, um, in, in terms of yeah, the he, yeah, you know, uh, and Sergey is below him um, in terms of. So I mean, that's a division with a lot of good talent in it. Um, Sergey Kovalev is done. Yeah, he's 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 sitting out. That's kind of like that's kind of like is that is that just for mercy? They just got him still on the board. Wait for no, he's he's I'd say he's top six. Well, that's they got him at five. So oh, who who do they have above him? Who they have? um, Who do they have above him? Bivol, Baturbius. So Brown is above him. Yeah, Bivol, Vatnik. Right? Is that yeah. um, well, and Alvarez? Yeah, and elite later Alvarez. So, yeah. so, uh, so, so where is um, the other champion at? Wait, you so you said Brown, Alvarez, Vosdick, and um, and you have and below him is uh, better beat it, beat is, yeah, yeah, that guy I was talking about, yeah, yep, and then uh, uh below and then uh, wow. Badu Jack. And Barrera, Joe Smith, okay. and then Joe Smith uh, Jr. Horning, Horning. He's fight coming up too. Yeah, Joe Smith Jr. He's fighting um Bivol. Yeah, that's gonna that, be, that's gonna be a fight. That's gonna be a good fight. So that might that might shape by where this division goes, and then where Marcus Brown might be able to, you know, right. get his um, you know, find some 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 fights as that starts. Shape. That would be a good division to have, like a um, you know how they have those uh the tournament. tournaments. Yeah, those world tournaments. That would be a good division for that. That would get a lot of um, eyeballs on that tournament. 
I don't know. Um, yeah, it was, I think that would be a good tournament. Yeah. But, um, as far as like the fan, like how many people are going to end up watching it? I would say one sixty and one forty seven would be the the weight classes for that. But um, the reason why they put those the in is, because there's too much money and too many people in the middle. They'll never usually do tournaments with divisions like yeah, this, like where that. you got talent. The tournament creates the names. It's almost like um, how Andre Ward came out. He came out of that tournament. All those kind of guys, they were there, but none of them were in my, like, they were known play fighters, but they weren't what I would call world-class in pay-per-view level people. But the tournament created, yeah. you know, the Andre Ward buzz and created the pay-per-view star. And that's where I think tournaments are good. Those, those – the ones you talk about would be really good tournament, but there's too much money in the It will never happen. Like it's, those are pay, you got too many pay per view stars in both those weights. Yeah, can they make too much money? Whereas I don't. There, there's not one pay per view star in here because people don't recognize them. But there are a lot of high level, great fights yeah. in here that could draw. Um, if you were doing kind of something on uh, PBC or something like that, where it would be a World Series where ESPN or whatever could really make it run. So, um, do you want to touch on the uh, on the um, Javante Davis, or you want to lead that for next week? Why don't we just touch on it briefly, and then we'll come back to it? Because I think since we we kind of warmed it up, we should we should, oh, yeah. because I think it's tied to the Broner in a way that we we watched. It did uh, you hear about um, Did you hear about Javante Davis? Um, Javante Davis said, uh, "I'm I'm gonna put Matty Pacquiao to sleep." <laughs> 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 and I believe you. <laughs> He's not all talk. He action. Oh, and uh, one thing about what you said in the past, um, in the past when we were talking about um, his promotional troubles and his inactivity, we were saying uh, we didn't know if he was, like, if he had blown up in weight or if he had um, or if um, he had problems with Floyd Mayweather without, um, as far as why he wasn't getting into fights. But uh, one thing I saw in a video by um, I won't give the credit out to um, Barbershop Conversations. He has a YouTube channel. Um, there you Fred, go. Fred from Barbershop Conversations. He did a video with uh, with Tank. He did an interview with him, and Javante Davis said before before he started cutting weight for this fight, he was 173 pounds. Wow. For reference, um, before the Jeff Horn fight, uh, before the Jeff Horn Horn fight. Terrence Crawford was 178 pounds. So he, so essentially, Javante Davis was cutting from 173 all the way down to 130. Wow. So that could possibly be, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure that is how, why he wasn't fighting because uh, they probably called and it's like, hey, uh, Tank, where you at right now? And he's like, oh, I'm about like 175, 170. And he was like, no, you got to get that down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because it's not healthy for him. Yeah, yep. that that and they don't want to risk him losing the belt on a scale like he did yep. just two fights ago. Like on the Mayweather um McGregor undercard, he lost his belt on a scale against um uh Francisco Finesca. I mean yep. Fonseca, my bad. Yep. But um so that's a risk for them. But in the ring, but the reason I brought that up is because Tank is a big guy for his weight class. So yep. like um, Manny Pacquiao is like he's like an inch taller than him. Mm -hmm. uh, essentially, like if he if he didn't if he just didn't cut that much weight, 
and he just came in at 147 against uh, Pacquiao and then rehydrated to like 155 or 160. Mm-hmm. No, not 160 because he's not going to be like in top shape at that weight. But like if he came in, came in the fight at like 155, 150, he might he might make an interesting fight out of it because I believe Javante Davis is a better fighter than Manny Pacquiao. The only thing is, will he be able to stand up to the size in the big weight weight jump from 130 to 147? What what I like about him, which is different than Broner in, in terms of finding Manny, is that he goes to the body as good as anyone, and he's also a guy who transitions like he's transitioned from offense to defense, defense to offense is like flawless in the angles he throws um he can throw in between punches um and so that ability he has when he's focused is incredible and that's why i think that would be a great fight i would almost as much as i love manny i would almost not want to waste him on that fight if you can bring him up for something like that and not say manny's not i'm not all my hating love manny but if i'm bringing if i'm working with him I'm bringing him up to fight one of the other cats because I think he can beat one of these young cats. And so I'm putting him in the ring. Wait, which one of the young cats? You know, if we, we're talking about uh, – we're talking about uh, 147. Uh, trying to come on up here. Uh, they got me going here at 147. You know, I might start him out, you know – I mean, you just want to try and get him in there. But I'm, you might – you know, if you got a Manny, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him in with Sean Porter right away. Um, but you, you, but you can you can start him out into oh, a Jesse man, Vargas. The later, the later it is, the worse. Oh, he already, he already fought Jesse Vargas. He, when did he, he fight fought Vargas? He fought him last year. Oh, that was bad last year. Look at me, you got me going. I'm not. I don't know Danny Garcia. Huh? What? Because he was two years ago. Because he fought him the fight before Jeff Horn. Oh, that's right. He did get him back in Jeff. That's what that was the that was the big that was the big dispute with the fall of HBO because yes. Of, Yes, um, that's right. We talked about HBO that. HBO did not pick up that fight, and that yes. made Bob Aaron very mad, and Bob yes. Aaron took his fighters to ESPN. Yes. And with um, Al Heyman already leaving, that yes. left him with only Golden Boy, and that messed up HBO. So, looking at this, actually, you might be right. We might have to go with Manny, because I don't want to put him with Danny Garcia. I think he can beat him, but that's not the fight that I would want to put him in with. <laughs> it probably would have to be Manny, because after that, you got to go to Sean Porter, which I wouldn't put him in right away with Sean. You got to go to Keith Thurman. I said, then where, where are we going? <laughs> like, you, want to, you want him to work up to that. You got you to jump in. Like mid-level guys, like, I don't even know who you want to put him in with because you put him in with a guy like um, Ugas. Um, Omar Figueroa. If you put him in with Omar Figueroa, Omar Figueroa might push him. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um, yeah, Ugas, Ugas is looking for a shot. But Ugas is fighting Sean Porter very soon. I forgot yeah. when they fight. But, um. I mean, he could fight Sean Porter. He got to use his hand speed and and, and slip him and get out the way. We don't want him to get cut up because, you know, Sean going to tackle you. <laughs> Sean going to put you in that figure four leg lock. You think you in MMA when you fight Sean uh, Porter. You know, um, Manny might retire after that. He might get a, you might get a cut. You might get headbutt or something. No. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm looking at this, you might be right. His, his fight might be Manny because it puts him right in the middle of the division. Then he can pivot off of that. He can go either way with that. I would agree. Yeah, when you said the young guys, I thought you meant like I thought you were talking about like guys like Jerron Ennis, like you talking. Yeah, you talking maybe, about, I mean, maybe I'm Ennis, you know, like Devin Haney, like the young guys. I'm yeah, like, right, somebody like Ennis, where he's this is an up and coming guy, you know, somebody you could see cracking the top ten just to give him a fresh look, and then go to 
and then go to Sean Porter, one of those guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Did you hear what? Um, did you hear what Jerron said? Oh, he was like, "I'll stop AB. I'll, I'll stop AB right now." That oh. was a few months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh my goodness! Well, we'll we'll get more we'll get more into the uh, you know David stuff as we get closer to his fight with uh, uh, with Abner. So right. I think that that might do it. Way well, hey, man, another great conversation. You know, uh, moment in boxing with Darnell and Devon. We, we we enjoy this stuff here on RSG. You know, we have we we're trying to pay our tribute to the sweet science and. You know, uh, that's happened because we got this young man right here keeping us, keeping us gear. He's, he's following the stuff, the statistics, he keep it going. It's always great to have him on. Thank you, brother, for, for, for being who you are and bringing this element to RSG. Until next time. Bye, Holly. <laughs>